Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Master saxophonist Dave Koz here on the Mulberry Lane Show, talking about the number one albums, the Grammys, and the many facets of his career. Right now, he's talking about Dave Koz and Friends, a weekend radio show he's hosted for over 25 years that features jazz artists of all kinds. And we're talking shop. Do you love asking them questions about stuff you want to know? I think it's like you guys. Do you yeah. see if this was like a normal radio program with uh, a radio personality on the other end, it would be a different tone. Right. The fact that you're musicians, yeah. it opens up another channel of communication where yeah. me as a musician can talk about things that I know you'll understand exactly. and you'll get, mm-hmm. whereas a radio person might not mm-hmm. understand the same way. Yes. So I enjoy that very much, and I can tell that you guys enjoy that yeah. too. Yeah, we love it. Do you have a favorite interview or artist that sticks out in your head? Well, I like to tell the story of interviewing George Benson, and like this, it was on the phone. Okay. So I was interviewing George, and I think that I was one of the many interviews during the day that were scheduled for him. So we were talking on the phone, and, and I spent some time preparing questions. You know, he's one of my idols. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting one-word, two-word answers. Just, I mean, I was not connecting with uh-huh. him. And uh, finally, about five minutes into the interview, is this the Dave Cos that plays the saxophone Dave Cos? <laughs> And I said, George, yeah, it's me. You know, because we knew each other. We played together. And I said, I have a radio show. And he said, oh, man, you should have told me that in the beginning. And then I could not get the guy to shut up. <laughs> he knew, though, that you would understand yeah. him on a whole different level. He just opened up like a flower. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the greatest conversation. And, and that's really what I love to be able to do for jazz artists because we're kind of a niche world, uh, instrumentalists and right. jazz artists. And very rarely do we get an opportunity to let our views and our opinions be heard in, sure. in, in mm-hmm. mass media. Mm-hmm. And so I like being a cheerleader for the great artists who make this music and giving them a chance to talk a little bit about what they do in the process. Right, yeah, and to get a feel for different people's creative process and how they work and how they think. It's really informative. See, I, I know that you just the way that you described that, that you've learned from doing interviews, mm-hmm. as have I. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I'm, as an interviewer, I feel like a, a sponge. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's interesting how people have more in common than we would have initially have thought. Well, artists are a strange bird. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of a little bit off, aren't we? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, that's the great thing, you know, mm-hmm. is, is being part of a a fraternity and sorority that is... um, I've said this before, too. I think if politicians were required to get into elected office, if they were required to take up a musical instrument, the world would get along a lot better. Because no matter what genre of music you come from, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, you have to be able to listen. Because if you don't listen, you can't make music. Right. And so you could have someone like... uh, say, for instance, uh, Dave Grohl and me in the same studio, I guarantee you we would be able to make music together. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, And yet, you know, people from different uh, continents and different countries may not be the case, you know, because they're not able to listen and keep their ears open. Yeah. And I think that's a very important thing. You know, we've also had some people on the radio show that have traveled overseas and have played with people that don't speak the same language, but they are able to make beautiful music without being able to communicate in any other way. Yeah, and that's why I think music will 
it'll never uh, go away. It's, I mean, I, I don't mean to um, be overdramatic, but music, it really did in many ways save my life because I was a very confused kid and grew up, and I just didn't have an outlet to express myself. Yeah. And music became my best friend. The saxophone was my best friend. I could tell it anything. Mm-hmm. Even things that I didn't even know I was trying to express came out through that horn. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have a career. Yeah. So do you feel like you first were able to express yourself well through the saxophone and then later with words? Yes. Yeah. The instrument gave me confidence. Uh-huh. And that's one of the reasons why I get on a bit of a soapbox about music in public schools because mm-hmm. it, if I didn't have that outlet, I I don't know what would have happened to me. Yeah, we agree. And I think about kids that are growing up today that may have similar situations or whatever it is that it's not easy being a kid. Music is a great socialization tool. It gets Mm -hmm. you out of yourself and able to express yourself in a a way that is oftentimes an easier way than finding words. Right. So I hate the idea of public schools cutting arts programs where kids will not have that opportunity. That is so true. Jazz saxophonist and radio host Dave Koz here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, did you find that you were able to really make the saxophone emote? Well, it's funny that you would ask that question because the truth is it wasn't my first instrument and I played piano. Okay. That was my first instrument. I completely sucked at piano and then I rebelled Mm-hmm. against my parents and <laughs> took up drums. Oh, yeah, and, that's a good uh, rebellion. <laughs> and I remember one drum lesson. My dad came to pick me up, and within my ears, uh, standing right there, the drum teacher said, uh, you might want to think about sports for Dave because it's, it's not going to happen with the drums. <laughs> he was just like yeah. laying it out there for my dad that basically I sucked. So I figured, all right, well, now... I'm not a musician, but then in seventh grade, I was 13 years old, which is a little late, actually, for a lot of people taking up instruments, Mm -hmm. but I tried it one last time, and I said, all right, let me just try the saxophone, and um, that was the one that clicked, and it was immediately, like, I remember the feeling of the instrument in my hands was like discovering another part of me immediately. I wasn't great at the beginning, but at least there was an aptitude. I like to just tell uh, kids and adults, too, if it doesn't happen immediately with the first instrument you try, keep trying because you may find that it clicks with some other instrument down the road. Very true. I want to know your career highlight. Career highlights? Well, how many do I get? Uh, Three. Uh, Yeah, three. Okay. Well, one was introducing my parents who've both passed now, but at the time I was able to introduce the then president of the United States to my mom and dad. Wow. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Which so president? Uh, that was Clinton. Okay. okay. Just while we're on the subject of Clinton, what do you think of his saxophone playing? <laughs> um, I think that he has got the right attitude. Okay. So much about playing the saxophone is attitude, and he's got that. Okay. He's okay. not the greatest player. Don't right. tell him I said that. Yeah. But, um, but as far as the attitude and the whole approach, I say thumbs up. Okay. okay. Well, that's something. Kind of cool. Okay. okay. Your second highlight. Second highlight was receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame mm. in 2009. It was right in front of Capitol Records, you know, like about five feet away from all the Beatles stars. Wow. Yeah. And um, that was that was like a surreal. surreal yeah. Am I am I dreaming this moment? That was very special. Yes. Uh-huh. 
And uh, number three would be a collective. I'm putting together a, a bit of a retrospective album called Collaborations this year in sort of a celebration of 25 years. Okay. First album. And I've been looking over some of the collaborations that I've had in my life, which includes uh-huh. Luther Vandross and people like Stevie Wonder and Johnny Mathis and Celine Dion and uh, Stevie Nicks and I made a record together. Wow. Cool. Um, a lot of jazz artists. I think for me, like that's when I can look at those names and go, wow, I've made music with those people. Many of them are my musical idols. Mm-hmm. People like Herb Alpert, for example, and Burt Backrack. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. these are people that I grew up idolizing and now making music with them so to me that's like a, a very uh, special feather in my in my cap yeah pretty cool i have one more question and i would like to know what a typical day is like for you because you've got your wines you've got your restaurant you've got your tour you've got recording so how do you do it all well wake up in the morning i uh, have a little breakfast i like to read the paper in the morning old school Okay. This is when I'm home. Today, uh, I'll just give you today, Okay. Uh, a couple of interviews in the morning, and then I have a meeting with my restaurant partners, and we are going to go over a few business things and then opening for lunch soon. So we're okay. going to try a bunch of lunch entrees. Okay. This is my idea of a perfect day, you know, where you get to eat and it's part of work. Right. <laughs> what could be better than that, right? The only thing you need to add is like a bed tester. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Now, I, I, I love being home. And when I'm home enough for a few days, then I get itchy to go on the road. Right. And then the road comes and then I'm a few days on the road and I get itchy to be back home. Yeah. So it's kind of, I like my life. I love my life. And do you do the radio show? Uh, because it's syndicated, and the Sirius XM one is um, is once a week as well. I do those about once every few weeks in Los Angeles. Okay. And we do multiple shows. Okay. Um, so that's week. how that works. So you definitely like variety. I do. Yeah. I'm. You know, I like to talk about um, uh, ADD. I've got ADDD. I've got an extra we, D. We completely relate. <laughs> It's a special kind of crazy. (laughs) All right. Well, Dave, we want to thank you so much for joining our show today. It's been really fun chatting with you. Well, I hope that we can do this again because I've had so much fun. I don't want this to end. We feel the same way. Yes, and we would love to do it again. Okay, and I wish you much continued success with your radio show. I know you've conquered Nebraska (laughs) and next uh, the rest of the United States, okay? That's right. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Good luck. Nine-time Grammy-nominated saxophonist Dave Coz. Well, we're going to switch it up, going from jazz to country. Here on the Mulberry Lane Show, where every musical journey is respected, coming back with classic country artist Mo Bandy. Here's Dave Coz with Put the Top Down. ¶¶ 